once was lost in sin, but Jesus took me in. And then a little light from heaven filled my soul. It bathed my heart in love, and it wrote my name above. And just a little talk with Jesus makes me whole. Now let us have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about our troubles. He will hear our faintest cry. He will answer by and by. When you feel a little prayer will turn in. Know a little fire is burning. You will find a little talk with Jesus makes it right. Oh, let us have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about our troubles. He will hear our faintest cry. He will answer by and by. Oh, I feel a little prayer will turn in. Know a little fire is burning. You will find a little talk with Jesus makes it right. Sometimes my past seems drear. Without a ray of cheer, then a cloud down may hide the light of day. Oh, the mist of sin may rise and hide the starry skies, but just a little talk with Jesus makes a way. Oh, let us have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about our trouble. He will hear our famous cry. He will answer by and by. Oh, I feel a little prayer will turn in. Know a little fire is burning. You will find a little talk with Jesus makes it right. Oh, I may have doubts and fears. My eyes be filled with tears. But Jesus is a friend who watches day and night. Oh, I go to him in prayer and he knows my every care. And just a little talk with Jesus makes it right. Oh, let us have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about our trouble. He will hear our faintest cry and he'll answer by and by. Oh, and feel a little prayer will turn in. Know a little fire is burning. We'll find a little talk with Jesus makes it right. Oh, let us have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about our troubles. He will hear our faintest cry. He will answer by and by. Oh, I feel a little prayer will turn in. Know a little fire is burning. Find a little talk. Jesus makes it right. Oh, let us have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about our troubles. He will hear our famous cry. He will answer by and by. And I feel a little prayer will turn in. And know a little fire is burning. Find a little talk with Jesus makes it right. Let's lift up our hands and worship and magnify God today. Lord, You are good. You are great. You are mighty. You are powerful, Lord. We love You today. Come on, let's give Him praise in His house right now. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise God. It's good to be able to be in the house of the Lord today. So thankful for God's goodness, His mercy, His blessings, allowing us to come together again. Amen. Although it might be a little cramped right now, not because we don't have enough space right now, but um, with the things that are going on, but it is always good to be able to come together with God's people to worship, to praise, and to lift up the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. I'm glad I know who Jesus is. I'm glad I'm on my way to heaven. He 
Amen. Amen. We want to we want to remember those who are unable to be in the house of the Lord today. Uh, some folks are sick. We ask God to heal them, give them a miracle from heaven. We ask God to heal this nation and uh, to to take this plague off the face of the earth. And uh, so we know that God is able. We want to pray especially for Brother Duplessy today and Sister Duplessy. Ask the Lord to move in this situation. We know a God that is a miracle worker. There's nothing that is too hard for God. Amen. God's still in control. He's still on the throne. Amen. And He's still a healer. Praise God. So we want to pray for those needs today. If you have any unspoken requests, why don't you just lift your hands toward heaven. Make them known to God. Let's go to the Lord in prayer today. God, we love you. We thank you, Savior, for your goodness, for your mercy, for your blessings. Thank you, God, for this opportunity that you've given us to come to your house, to worship, to praise, and to magnify your wonderful name. We ask you, Lord, that you would see those requests that's been made known. We ask you, Savior, that you would look upon these unspoken requests. God, heal those who are sick, deliver those who are bound, set free the count, uh, the captive, comfort those who are weak and in need today. We know that you are help, God. Bless this service today. Let the anointing and the power of the Holy Ghost be in this place today. Let's give God praise and glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. If they would, set the offering pans out as we receive the offering today. You that are listening online, you can text to give at 855-557-5324. Lord bless you as you give to the Lord.
really believe it's going to be worth it all. Some beautiful, happy day. What a day that will be. Amen. Amen. Lord bless you. You may be seated. Brother Justin's going to come sing this morning. But thinking about heaven and all that heaven has in store for His people. Amen. The children of God that love Him. What a day that will be. And all of the glory and all the splendor and all the majesty of heaven will not hold a light to seeing the light of that city. Amen. The Lamb that was slain, the blood that was shed, that One that gave His life for us where we could inherit eternal life. What a day that's going to be. Amen. And I want to tell you today, more than anything in this world, we need to keep our focus and our attention and our desires on heaven. Amen. And getting to heaven. It's not in this life, but it's in that life to come. I'm looking forward to that day. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Uh-huh. 
Praise Him today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We worship You, Lord. I'm glad that I have the Lord on my side, that no matter what we face, no matter what we go through, the key is, no matter what we go through, no matter what we go through, we go through. We don't get stuck in the middle. We don't get high-centered. But there are things that happen that we go through with the help of God. And no matter what we go through, we have God that we can depend on and we can trust in. I don't know what people do without God. And I certainly don't want to ever find out what people do without God. We're serving a good God, a just God, a holy God. And a righteous God. We ask you for your prayers, especially for Brother Duplissy and uh, Sister Duplissy during this time, the family during this time, the things that we are dealing with and uh, going through very unfortunate, very unexpectedly. You can be seated just for a moment and uh, left Sunday church. Everything was fine and uh, went to the office like normal after visiting and, and uh, talking to people and left the office. Finally, after trying to figure out where we was going to eat, it's kind of like a Sunday routine. 
and uh, left the office and got to the restaurant, and uh, something happened to Sister Duplessis after we had just ordered our drinks, and you know the story, they had to take her to the hospital, and she had a brain aneurysm, and uh, is in very critical condition. They flew her to Houston uh, Sunday night, and um, so we are faced with decisions this afternoon about things that will take place tomorrow. So we ask for your prayers, ask for um, just lift up the family before the Lord and ask God to have his way. We pray that God would work a miracle, and we know that God is a miracle worker, and uh, God's ways are not like our ways. God's ways are much higher than our ways. And uh, so whatever God's will is and God's plan is, we know that God will make a way for, for us, for the church family, and uh, whatever the plan and the will of God is. Some things we can't control in life. And uh, I watched that. Of course, we all know that Sister Duplessis and Brother Duplessis both will be 84 years old in January, and um, that's by, I guess, by our standards and by any standards, that's a quite a lengthy life, and you have to start preparing for um, the just expected at what comes about this time in life, but seeing someone that was very healthy and just in a moment's time without warning, it lets me know that things that we have in this world, possessions that we hold on to, and things that we do, as far as our activities and things that we hold of, oh, we just want to have a good time and we want to live life to the fullest, that just like that, just like that, it can be over. And uh, there's no way to rewind it. There's no way to redo it. There's no way to change it. And uh, when my time comes, which it will come, and when your time comes, the main thing is that we are ready. We are ready. And uh, I mean, went from talking to having a conversation to to nothing and uh, that's how quickly it can happen and so we want to be prepared for that day whenever that day comes in our life we want to be prepared and we want to make our calling and election sure and that is what we are doing today is trying to make our calling and election sure we can't waste one service we don't have one service to waste And we don't have one moment to live foolishly. But we want to be prepared to hear him say, Well done, thy good and thy faithful servant. And uh, we all know Sister Duplessis very well. I've been a member of their family for, uh, I guess, Jody and myself started, when we first started dating was 31 years ago. And uh, so I, I got into the family next month, 
December the 14th will be 29, 29 years ago. And uh, so I've, they accepted me and uh, been very close to them and Sister Duplissy. And uh, known as, as Granny to me, but not to anybody else. And uh, if you called her that, you would get corrected very quickly. But I had special permission and special rights. And uh, so her life that has been lived as an example of a godly and a Christian lady, we do appreciate that very, very much. And so be in prayer for the family and uh, for her and uh, that God would give us a miracle. And we would welcome that. We would appreciate it. And we ask God for his help today. But due to, I guess, you that may not have received the text, you can look around and tell you that church is a little bit different, to say the least, this morning. But for you that did not receive the text, there is some COVID issues that is going around. And so I felt best that we would do um, restricted services this morning and ask people to listen online. And if you were very comfortable with coming, you're more than welcome to come. And uh, so there's COVID issues uh, everywhere, I think, that we go. And um, I don't know. I just thought with all of this coming up, the last thing that we need to do is everybody be here hugging and shaking hands and and uh, spreading the virus in case we have to do something for Sister Duplessy. So I thought we would sacrifice this Sunday and uh, maybe get more in return. And so I ask you, please, after service, um, don't be... I know... Pretty much, I guess, all of us in here feel like that we're immune to it, but uh, let's try to refrain from shaking hands and and, uh, hugging necks. And all of you that I want to tell you, you can wear a mask and rubber gloves all you want to, but if you're hugging necks and shaking hands, that's a good way to spread it. And uh, those things will not stop it, so... When we pray and when we have church, you know, I'm going to let people have church. But before and after church, we need to refrain from a lot of things that we we do that is just common to us and uh, try to to get a handle on this the best way that we can and pray for God's protection. And always remember this. Remember this. And all of you that are home today, remember this. Just because you get the virus does not mean that it is a death sentence. It does not mean that you have to die. And uh, don't let the devil strike you with fear and intimidate you with fear. Fear is not of God. Fear is of the devil. And rebuke the spirit of fear and uh, your attitude and your faith and your confidence in God and just your faith in life will help you through uh, this trying time. If you have your Bibles, turn to Psalms chapter 61 this morning. Psalms chapter 61. I'm going to try to give to you what I feel like the Lord has laid on my heart today. And um, 
Psalms chapter 61. I'm going to read the whole chapter there. It's not but 166 verses. No, it's not. It's not but eight verses. But I'm going to read the chapter of Psalms 61. The Bible says, Hear my cry, O God, attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For thou hast been a shelter for me, a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert of thy wings. Selah just simply means stop and think about what the writer had just said. For thou, O God, hast heard my vows. Thou hast given me the heritage of those that fear thy name. Thou would prolong the king's life and his years as many as many generations. He shall abide before God forever. Oh, prepare mercy and truth which may preserve him. So will I sing praise unto thy name forever, that I may daily perform my vows. Let's look back at verse number 2. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Verse number 4 says, I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. For thou, O God, hast heard my vow. Amen. Let's put our Bibles down. Let's lift our hands toward heaven and ask God for His help today. God, we're depending on You. Our trust, our hope, and our confidence is in You. I pray, God, that You would anoint me to preach Your Word this morning. Anoint me, Lord, to obey You to the fullest, God. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you would anoint me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. Anoint the ears and the hearts, the souls, the minds, the spirit of your people to hear, to receive, and to respond to your word that we would receive what you would have for us. And everybody said in Jesus' name, clap your hands unto the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord bless you. You may be seated. Now let me, let me make this statement that there will be no service tonight. And, uh, if you need to go to church, come here and have prayer meeting. And, uh, because we, ha- we have to go to Houston as soon as service is over today. And we'll be there today and tomorrow. And, uh, so we ask you to pray and uh, pray for the family. But if you need to go to, everybody needs to go to church. This would be a good place to go. Uh, we're not taking out a church where you can go to some other church because if you go to some other church, you have just defeated the purpose of us taking out of church. 
So uh, let's do that. And all of you that are listening, uh, I ask you to do the same. So let's remember that. As far as I know, our intentions are to be back here Wednesday night. I will be uh, sending out text uh, this week allow, uh, to uh, make mention of what we will be doing uh, this week for midweek service. So remember that and uh, be in much prayer. But I want to, um, I was I was thinking of some things this week to uh, talk about and to share uh, with all of you this morning and uh, what would be the proper thing to do and and uh, what would be the proper thing to uh, say. I, I got a call this morning and, and um, someone asked me if I was locked and loaded and ready to go this morning. I said, well, to be honest with you, I feel like I'm loaded with wet powder today. And uh, so to just be honest with you, I'm not um, I'm not on top of the world, but, um, you know, we are dealing with a situation. But I, I was thinking um, as the week was going on and and uh, different things was coming to my mind, I thought about a couple of things that I have talked about uh, the past uh, couple of times that I've preached and um of course, I had a great fan in my mother-in-law, or I have a great fan in my mother-in-law, and uh, she would always tell me that when I got through preaching, um, you know, that she was always there to brag on me and tell me how good that I did, and we would get to the office, and this was her little line she would say. She would say, you know, if people heard you preach this morning like you did, you wouldn't ever be at home because you'd be preaching all over the country. And uh, I said, well, I appreciate it, but the fact is some of them has heard me preach. That's the reason why I don't preach all over the country. But anyway, and uh, so I, I, I was thinking back over a couple of things that I, I had preached uh, in the past recently. And uh, one of those sermons that she really... Uh, commented on and complimented me about was the sermon that I preached two or three weeks ago on heaven and uh, where I talked about the things of heaven and and uh, what heaven will be like and what heaven will not be like and uh, so I, I was thinking about that and then then Sunday we were talking about the blessings of God and and how the year of 2020 has been a a different year it's been a difficult year of all the things that we have dealt with and had to deal with and the ones that have been lost through the years but then focusing on the things that that God has done for us and the positive things and if we're not very careful I was making mention of if we're not very careful we we look at the problems that we have had and we fail to Reminisce and look over the blessings that God has given us and the things that God has blessed us with. And uh, when I start looking at the blessings that God has blessed me with, my blessings far outweigh the bad things that has happened in my life. I'm still way ahead on my blessings than I am my, the dampers that the adversary has played part of our lives. And, and uh, so all of the things that have 
happened, and I, I made I made this statement. I think that 2020 just keeps on giving, or 2020 just keeps on taking, and uh, not knowing what would face us just in a short period of time. And uh, so my wife had made mention to, to of that to me when we was riding the car. She said, you didn't know that you were preaching to us Sunday morning. I said, no, I had no idea. But in all in all, God is still good. God is still great. And God is still in control. And uh, I... I read, if you remember, I read an article. I made a statement that I want to read an article. I, I, I took from one, uh, the Parade magazine, Michael J. Fox had said, made the statement that he felt like that he was lucky. And uh, then I took a, a article that I'd read in Fox News and I was reading it. And uh, when we got in the car and we were going to the place to eat and... Uh, my my mother-in-law was telling me, oh, that was such good what you had had to say there. And she was just going over about parts that I had read out of that article. And uh, my father-in-law was getting a little irritated. And he said, well, Gail, you know that he didn't write that. And I said, well, I about had her convinced that that was my article, that I'm the one that published it in Fox News. But... I thought I made myself very clear, but the more she talked about it, the more she believed that I come up with all of that stuff. But uh, so, so we do have, we do have so much to be thankful for. But on the way to church this morning, I was, I was just listening to the radio and a song come on the radio that kind of, kind of got in my mind. I don't even, I don't even really even like the song to tell you the truth and uh, I never really I never really have listened to it because it's just really not something that I that I like but the song has has a line in it that says this it says I run to the father again and again and again and again I run to the father Again and again and again and again. And I was thinking as that guy was singing that song and I was listening to the lyrics of it, I said, boy, he really, he was really thinking when he wrote that because it just says, I run to the Father again and again and again and again. And then when you think he's quit running to the Father, he runs to the Father again and again and again and again. But I said, you know, that's the whole meaning to life. And that is what life is. We are all going to run to something. Everybody is going to run to something. Because people say, oh, I don't have any faith. But everybody has faith in something. And what you have faith in is what you're going to run to. And so what the singer was singing about was in the midst of trouble, in the midst of failure, in the midst of tribulation, in the midst of problems, I just run to the Father. And when I find myself running to the Father, I find myself running to the Father again. And then when I find myself running to the Father, 
I just run to the Father again and again and again and again and again. And the great thing about our Father, Jesus Christ, is He don't ever get tired of us running to Him again and again and again and again. And when I was thinking about that and my I come into the church and I was praying and walking around the church, I thought I thought about David and when we when we often think about trials and tribulations and someone who had their ultimate faith in God that pins so many great things in the scripture about running to God and the rock that he can depend on, our mind automatically goes to David. And then I thought about Psalm chapter 61. David was run out by uh, his son overthrowing him and his kingdom. And as he was leaving, he, he starts reminiscing about the things of God and the things that God had done for him. And he said... Hear my cry, O God, and attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto Thee. In other words, in the midst of this troublesome situation, can you uh, imagine how bad that it must be that not only the kingdom that you have led, the, the men of war that you have led, the giants that you have killed for a nation, putting the nation practically on the mount, the kingdom of Israel grew uh, by great measures under the leadership of King David. And, and all of the people that you have fought for had turned their back on you. And not only just the people, but you were being overthrown by your own flesh and blood. What more devastating thing could have ever happened to David in his life? But this is what he was saying. He said, from the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Amen. He was saying that, When I'm in the midst of tribulation and I'm in the midst of trouble, when I'm at the end of the earth, David's expression of being driven from his home and things that was pleasant and familiar to him, the rock that is higher than I is a position that provides a broader perspective than one can find in the middle of a difficult situation. It means seeing from heaven's assessment or from heaven's point of view. I, I'm reminded years ago, um, the Magruder, some of you might remember them, or uh, your younger generation probably don't even ring a bell to you, but uh, they were singers, they were Pentecostal singers, and I can remember... I believe it was uh, Carol Magruder that actually wrote the song, if I'm not mistaken, but but she sang it, and uh, it says, from heaven's point of view. And when we get 
when we get a view from heaven's perspective, it changes the landscape that we are looking at. David was looking at it from a perspective of I've lost my home, I've lost my kingdom, and I've also lost my family. I've lost everything that I fought for. I've lost everything that I've held dear to. I've lost everything that I love. I've lost everything that I've put years into creating and developing. Amen. But what he had made up in his mind, he said, if I could get to the rock that is so much higher, that has a better elevation than where I am at right now, I know that that I can see things a little bit different and a little bit clearer than what I can see right now. Amen. I, I tell you today that when we are going through a valley, it's hard. It's hard to see uh, what is in front of us. I, just just a few weeks ago, Nathaniel and and little John and Colton and myself went out uh, to uh, the mountains of Colorado and went elk hunting. And and uh, I was I was thinking about this and and. Um, you know, we were, we were trying to get, get a place to where we were scouting out that Friday before, uh, season opened on Saturday morning and, and we was trying to find the perfect place and, and, uh, to find a place where you could see a place where animals traveled, where maybe we, as, as vicious, uh, hunters, we could go pounce on them with our bowie knife and take their life. And, uh, so, so we found this place and little John took us this place and, and it wasn't down in the valley, but it was, it was elevated above the valley to where you could see down in the valley and you could see coming across a ridge. But you know where we had, we had gotten to? You had to climb up on the side of the mountain and you had to, there was a rock that was there and we'd climb up on that rock and from that rock, we could see things that they could not see from where they were. We could see things that the animals, when they were in the valley in the low area, they could not see what we could see. But but when we were elevated and we were up on the rock, we had an opportunity to look over where they were traveling and where they were coming from and where they were going to. I want to tell you today... Life is full of dark and dreary uh, paths that we will walk down occasionally. Life is full of ups and it's full, unfortunately, of downs. Life has mountaintops and mountain peaks, but life also has valleys. Amen. But I want to tell you, as David would say, that when my heart is overwhelmed when I don't know what to do if I could just get to that rock. Amen. And on that rock, Christ Jesus, I cannot look through my eyes of natural ability, but I look more at a spiritual aspect of what God is planning and what God is doing and, and where God is bringing me from to where God is taking me to and, and what is God is moving me from here to move me from there to do this, to do that. Amen. I want to tell you today, we need to be led to the rock of God 
tonight. Amen. Amen. A position that where we can assess life through the eyes of Christ. This life is fragile. This life is very short in comparison to eternity. Amen. This life is as good as it is. And as much as we enjoy it, this life will not last forever. Amen. But we have got to get to the place to where we can assess it from heaven's point of view. It doesn't matter what we have, but it matters what we have done. It doesn't matter where we've been, but it matters where we're going. Amen. It doesn't matter. Amen. About yesterday, but tomorrow is really what matters. Amen. Can you get up on that point, that rock, and look over your life and say, hey, from heaven's perspective, I've got to change the direction that I'm going. From heaven's perspective, I've got to make some things corrected in my life. I've got to make some mid-course correct when I look at it from heaven's point of view. Amen. When I'm in trouble, I run to the Father again and again and again. You don't want to make too many decisions when you're in the valley. Amen. You want to try to get to that place that is higher than I Amen. David also mentions that David has an heritage because he is in a covenant with God. All believers who have become partakers of the promise by the new birth message that is preached in John chapter 3 and verse number 5 that is taught in Acts chapter 2 and verse number 38. And Galatians chapter 3 and verse number 14. In Ephesians chapter 3 and verse number 6. Amen. You have become immediate heirs of God and joint heirs with God. Amen. The scripture tells us, amen, that we are heirs with God. Amen. That, that, that we have in Romans chapter 8 and verse number 17. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with Him, that we may also be glorified, be also glorified together. Amen. The Bible also teaches us that when we have entered in to this covenant that David transformed, not only just talking about his, his situation and his present dilemma that he was in, but David, as he'd done so many times, went into prophetic writing of the future of our 
blood covenant with Jesus Christ in repentance and water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ and the infilling of the Holy Ghost. That He said, My kingdom, speaking of His kingdom, but not His earthly kingdom, but His spiritual kingdom, would last forever. Amen. I want to tell you today that the Bible says that when we have become heirs, we are heirs of eternal life. When you are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, you have been forgiven of your sins and you have been filled with the Holy Ghost. You have joined into a blood covenant with Jesus Christ that you are an heir to something greater than you will ever have in this life. It doesn't matter if you inherit money in this world or not. Amen. What we have in Jesus is far greater than anything in this world. Heirs of eternal life. He vees in chapter 1 and verse number 11. Now this might, this might throw some of you for a loop because it says a, a word in here that we are a little bit uncomfortable with. Speaking of predestination, amen, but this was not talking about us as individuals, but it was talking about the church of the living God, that it was predestinated, it was preordained from the beginning of the foundations of the world, that God was going to have a church, amen, and no matter what people say, you can get out of the church anytime you want to, amen, but I want to tell you, as long as you are in the church, the devil cannot destroy you. The devil cannot control you. The devil cannot send you to hell. Amen. He's in chapter 1 and verse number 11. Amen. We are heirs of eternal life with Him because we had entered into a covenant with Jesus Christ, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance. We have obtained an inheritance being predestinated according to the purpose of Him who worketh all things after the counsel of His own will. Amen. I am not predestinated to go to heaven. I am not predestinated to be saved. But I am in the ship of Zion. I am in the church that He said heaven and earth may pass away, but His Word, amen, His church, His church, His church, amen, if there's ever been a time we need to stay in the church, don't get out of the church, don't forsake the church, amen, the church is what's going to last, amen, this is, this is, if you could say it like this, this is our ship out of here. Amen. This is our jet plane to where we're going. Amen. This is our rocket ship from here to heaven. This is our car to get us from here to where we're going. Amen. What you've got to do is make up in your mind. Amen. I'm going to stay in the church. I'm going to stay in the church. Hallelujah. I'm part of something that cannot fail. 
Hallelujah. I'm part of something that cannot fail. When you are in the church, you are in part of some, you are part of something that has been predestinated from the foundations of the world. Amen. The church was not just thought about in the second chapter of the book of Acts. That's where the New Testament church plan come into action. But way before then, God had already planned and preordained and predesignated. I'm going to have me a church. I'm going to have a bride. That's what the Bible's about from the beginning to the ending. Stay in the church. Amen. Amen. Colossians chapter 3, verse number 24. Knowing that of the Lord, you shall receive the reward of the inheritance. For ye serve the Lord. Amen. You have joint heirs. You are heirs of eternal life. In First Peter chapter 1 and verse number 14, or verse number 4, excuse me, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that fadeth not away, receive in heaven for you. Amen. Are reserved in heaven for you. A place that is incorruptible. A place that is undefiled. A place that fadeth not away. Amen. It's reserved not just for me. Not just for those behind us. Not just for somebody in front of us. Amen. But it is reserved for you. Why? Because you have been bought and paid for with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. You've got to get to that rock. You've got to hold on to that rock. You've got to depend on that rock. You've got to stay in the church. Hallelujah. 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 The Bible also tells us, speaking of David, in Psalm 61, that when we, when we have, when we are, when he was speaking prophetically about the church and redemption through Christ Jesus and the eternal kingship, Amen. When we think about this, there is other benefits that comes along with this. Now, now people get they get all fuzzy and all all weird and and all strange when you start talking about angels and and seeing angels and and if I if I got up and told you I, I was listening to one preacher and he was talking about a visitation from an angel. And uh, I was listening to other people and they was criticizing and laughing and saying, Oh, that didn't happen, that didn't take place, that that but but when did we stop believing in angels? Amen. When did the Bible say that no one is ever going to have a visitation of an angel? The apostle Paul said that I have seen things and I have heard things that that it is not lawful for me to write because if I would even write them down, you would think that I have lost my mind. Amen. So people people are 
are all weird and, and all strange about all. You're a weirdo if you say that you were praying and an angel visited you. Now, now I can't say that I've ever prayed down an angel, but I want to tell you this, that I do believe in angels. Amen. I do believe that God can give you a visitation, but let me tell you this, that there's no angel that's going to come and talk to you that's going to contradict anything in this Word. Amen. If you see an angel or, or you hear a voice that's telling you something besides what's in the Word of God, you haven't seen an angel. You've seen a hell's angel. You haven't seen the Spirit of God or experienced in the Spirit of God. You are experiencing the Spirit of deception. And you better run and grab a hold of a preacher. And you better grab a hold of the Word of God and say, Preacher, preach it out of me. Amen. Amen. But I was listening and, and I, I heard people criticizing. And, and uh, I, I, I tell you, man, my mama prayed that angels would protect me. She prayed that angels. And I, I tell you this, right now, right now, I didn't know this until a few years ago. But I, I, I was actually, we was changing our mattress or something. And, and uh, I raised up my bed. My mama was bad about anointing everything with oil and putting prayer cloths everywhere and, and uh, anointing what she wanted to tear up and what she wanted to fix. And, and uh, so I, I raised up the bed and I said, look at this. And there was, a, there was a handkerchief that had been anointed with oil and placed under there where she didn't care about my wife's side. She just put it on my side. She might have known that I needed more help. But I'm, I believe, I believe, I believe this. Now you think I'm crazy, you might think I'm weird. Amen. But the prayers of the saints continue on. They live on that God has never forgot that. Did I move it? Absolutely not. Amen. I leave it there. I want the covering of the angels that my mama prayed. Amen. I want the covering of the angels of God watching over me, protecting me. Amen. The Bible says that there are ministering spirits. In Hebrews chapter 1 and verse number 14, there are ministering spirits that watch over us, that minister us, minister to us that are of the salvation. And they are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation. Amen. When you're an heir of salvation, how do you get to be an heir of salvation? Let me re-explain this to you. Amen. It's repentance, water baptism in Jesus' name, and the infilling of the Holy Ghost. That makes you an heir unto salvation. Without that, you can't make it to heaven. You can't get to heaven. Amen. That is what you have got to have to get from here to there. Amen. And then when you do that, there are ministering spirits that when you are in trouble, when you are in distress, when you're having heartaches, when you're going through pain and anguish and agony, amen, there's spirits that come down and they minister to the children and the saints of God. Amen. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them 
who shall be heirs of salvation. In the midst of trouble, in the midst of heartache, in the midst of pain, in the midst of agony, in the midst of loss, in the midst of grief, in the midst of whatever you're facing right now, in the midst of COVID, in the midst of shutdowns, in the midst of job loss, in the midst of car breakdowns, in the midst of accidents, there's ministering spirits that's protecting, that's watching over. And you know, you know when you feel that little joy of the Holy Ghost, that's not by accident or by coincidence. Amen. That's the angel that God has sent down to minister to the children of God. We got more Things against us. Amen. We got more going for us than's going against us. Amen. I'm a child of God. I'm on my way to heaven. I'm in the church. And God cares about His people. Hallelujah. Let's give God praise right now. Come on, lift up your hands. If you're in your home right now, Lift up your hands. Let those ministering spirits, amen, the glory, the power of God come into your home right now. Let God help you. Let the angel of the Holy Ghost come down and touch you right now. Let God's presence overshadow you right now. Let God do a work for you right now. Let God give you some help. Let God give you some strength right now. Why don't you step out from where you're standing? Just lift your hands. Ask God for His help right now. Who can I talk to when nobody wants to listen? Who do I 
Hallelujah. I tell you what I would what I would like the church to do right now. You that are here and you that are home. And I want I want uh come on all of Sister Duplessis family if y'all would get right here in the middle. And um Brother Duplessis is not feeling well this morning. And uh, we do not think that he has a virus. We are praying that he does not. He's, he gets like this quite often under stress and wore out. And uh, so we pray for his health and strength. And also, I guess, I guess he's probably listening to us today. But I want us to include him in this prayer and ask God to help the family today. Help Brother Duplessis. He's... He's lost without Sister Duplessis. I think they've been married for 64 years. And uh, so let's pray for them today. Pray that God would work a miracle for us tomorrow. And uh, God would help and strengthen the family. And if you would, just all pray together. Hallelujah. Praise God. Remember, next service will be here Wednesday night. 
If you would like to, you're welcome to come to the church tonight during service time and pray and seek the face of the Lord. And uh, keep all of us in your prayers, Sister Duplissy, in your prayers. Appreciate you being here to the house of God this morning. All of you that are listening online, Lord bless each and every one of you. Amen. You can be dismissed in Jesus' name.